Everybody, oh, man, this show is over. I'd Fuck. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby, and I'm David Dedrick. There we go. Uh, hey, what what what's happening? What's what's going on? How are you doing? You I'm good? doing really good. Yeah, That's good. Glad yeah. to hear it. It's like we haven't done a podcast already right before this. We got to have that uh, you know, fake fresh start. Uh, yeah, fresh start. Let's yeah. let's start. This it's all new. Let's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pretend we've never met. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hello. That seems awkward. Yeah. Hello. Right. And apparently I've got a different accent because we never met. <laughs> you influenced my accent. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, we just recorded an episode of Fan Splainers that you'll get uh, in a week and a bit, probably. Good old Splanfainers. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about a movie as we do because uh, this isn't the only podcast we do. We do, no. other, we do other podcasts. We're all we over the place. One. We do Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. Uh, we do, um, uh, we do uh, uh, punch, Punching for Dollars. <laughs> punching where, for dollars where we um we we get people to punch us yes and then we pay them which is not a good strategy for <laughs> making money trying? at all no it's really yeah, as, you, as you say we are not a fiscally responsible no uh, podcast if you want to give us money you can just go to patreon and uh, a little symbol on our website and go click and uh, you, you would do that i had a friend uh, the other day say we're not monetizing our podcast well and uh, i had to go uh write you're absolutely correct yeah i think we've got that we're not monetizing our podcast yeah we uh we 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 have that canadian shame Mm. of like uh how dare we get paid for uh, our goods and services (laughs) what we're doing yeah well how dare well yeah it's true like you know we're we are the service that we use for for uh you know our show for like whatever like the server that we keep our show on and and the the way that we put our show up on the website and stuff they they do like ad sort of things i don't think we ever qualify because they you know they demand like some certain level of of listener interest uh, excellence yeah and but even the idea of like having like ads in the show i find kind of gross okay i'm not i don't dig it (laughs) No, I understand. Yeah, there's other ways. There are others, other ways to. Oh, do there are other ways. Okay. Yeah, which we should at some point in some uh, thing we'll, uh, we'll it, figure something out. It seems like, like as, sorry. Let's say it seems like ads are like what from what I've seen, ads are really invasive, and you don't get that much money for them. I often do skip ahead uh, when I hear when I hear an ad, mm-hmm. so it's like it doesn't bother me that much because it's easy to hit the 15 second ahead, 15 okay. second ahead, 15 second ahead until yeah. it's gone. Uh, but if it's something like if I'm listening to a uh, like a Conan O'Brien podcast, yes. whatever, I'd be interested in hearing uh, their take on things, how they do them. Yeah. I used to listen to the Pod Save America fellas because they would joke around a bit. Now yeah. I, I really can't listen to their ads at all because <laughs> um, they, they seem resentful of their ads. Uh-huh. I think that does happen sometimes. The, the, the person saying the ad gets resentful yeah. of them and uh, uh maybe maybe it used to be the same case in the old timey days on television where you know the person would uh be doing their tv show and then have to turn around and just go colgate <laughs> and walk over to a giant tube of colgate and <laughs> yes. do an ad and then yeah. uh go back to uh the thing they were doing and maybe mm-hmm. they they also resented that but i don't know it feels like if if i if i was looking for a place uh to improve podcasts Yes. Improve them. Okay. I would say uh, make your ads better. Make right. your ads interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stan Freeberg these things up, man. 
like you've got room in, yeah. in you know in this little uh time time frame to get this you know information about this product out and no one really seems to make them that creative with the exception of like people that do funny rambling kind of things and occasionally they'll stumble upon something kind of funny but it's it's not like they've prepared yeah an interesting thing with the exception sorry i will i will say malcolm gladwell does do a little bit of that with uh, with his revisionist history he will uh write an ad in kind of the format of his show okay uh, with some interesting details and so he will do that but just straight out funny, interesting ads, no one really does them. They're just like this afterthought, dismissed, mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. here we go. Here's the ad for a mattress or erectile dysfunction pills. And uh, everyone seems to feel like they're above the thing they're advertising. I guess, but I think also they're kind of, they're beholden to the copy they're given too, right? They're given ad copy that they're expected to to read. And I guess some some popular podcasters have a little bit more say over what the content of yeah. that is and other others don't and they're just kind of stuck with the i think it's a certain amount yeah maybe do maybe you hate maybe they got to read do you it hate directly. cooking have you tried blue apron or whatever well you won't like it because you got to cook if you hate cooking oh is that right blue yeah apron? i guess so. I, that's, I don't that's know. exactly what it is I didn't it know is that. cooking boy you would really dislike this thing <laughs> i guess do, are, you, do you hate are you swimming? too busy then to the be organized isn't for you yeah no. <laughs> are you too busy to organize your life around food but no one's doing like uh yeah really funny interesting no. ads no. uh on uh, on podcasts or television that. um we're coming up on our 400th episode we're gonna have like a special show for that and we're yep. gonna do a little bit of video stuff and we're gonna have some fun. starting the countdown now Sure. Okay. And two. <laughs> Excellent. If it was, uh, it was one of those uh, old timey film things, we would not get one because it would end at two, and then it would just be the next one would just be like, mm. the thing going around once. And, That's right. And there you are. But uh, as we go into um, uh, the four hundredth, uh, I do kind of think about stuff like that and just go like, what is what is anything we could do? Not necessarily with this specific one. But to uh, what's the next step? What's the up in the game? What's the taking it to? Uh, where's the where's where where do we go? Or just we just do a uh, a loosey goosey cruise to to five hundred. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Fi- and then set off some fireworks. <laughs> so you're thinking that four hundred we should be upping our game by a, by a slight, it's, slight it, amount. When you get to when you get to you know these kind of numbers yes you can kind of sit back and go like all right and that's great and uh we and the the thing (laughs) or you can think like what's what's something that can be done that would make things a little bit better and i'm i'm one of those i always say like when it comes to um like improv which is what i i do yeah i used to do for the most part or i put together sketch shows or Mm -hmm. that kind of thing and i always uh thought of myself as kind of a repairman and I'd okay. always like look at what's going on in sketch comedy and yeah. live shows and go like, what's missing? Or an improv show and go like, what's not being what's not being covered? What's not being tended to? What's the part that people uh, slack off on? And I don't mean that in a way of like, you know, you can't be relaxed, but like, what's yeah. the what's the what's the weak spot? And how can we fix the weak spot? What's what's going on? I'm really getting a sense that I'm I'm leaving Sneaky Dragon yep. soon. Thanks. I really appreciate that you got there on your own court. So anyway, uh, next so week, Mary will be taking over. Uh, well, that'd be good. She's really good. She has been killing it on, on she your has podcast. Been, she has been. She's been great on listening. I mean, party. we have been trying. We have been trying new things, obviously. Uh, you know, when we did uh, Completely Beatles, that was a new thing. Yep. And uh, we did Totally Tintin and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Full Marks. And now you're doing 
uh, the Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, which is a really interesting, very different show as well, and mm-hmm. even fan explainers. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, something that something that interests me. Like what's 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 out there for podcasts right now, and what's uh, what's missing for podcasts yeah. right now? Yeah. And so, again, something like. I think people are really slack ass on the ads. That's just a small little side thing. It's like, yeah. okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I look at uh, I look at someone like, um, you know, Paul Bay doing black tapes or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. The, 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 he had some good ideas for like a horror, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, scripted podcast. No one was doing that. And then had quite a bit of success with that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just like, okay. That was like an example of something he liked. Uh, put it together with that. There you are. And. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm again. I'm just like uh, Lucy Goosey spitballing right now with uh, the things to do. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> also, because we're kind of starting a new Hell Kitty Studios as of uh, episode 400, uh, we're moving into a little bit of a different space. Yeah, uh, and uh, we're gonna be. Uh, I know that I'm gonna be shooting some video stuff in that space as well. Mm-hmm. I know I the space. Just, there's only one chair. I yes, guess. I get it, and it's. I uh, still get it, and it's, it's that okay. uh, it's that one from Game of Thrones, the really sharp, <laughs> oh, wow. that sadly got melted as well. So it's really a super uncomfortable. <laughs> sort of a jelly bean chair now. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call them? Jelly bean chairs? Bean bag. <laughs> jelly bean bag yeah, chairs. Fill, fill up a fill up a chair <laughs> with jelly, jelly beans, beans on a nice hot summer day. <laughs> that sounds great. It does sound Cuss pretty good. Smush. <laughs> are bean bag chairs a thing still? I think they are. IKEA. How. How um how disrespectful is that to food? <laughs> what do you mean? Like it feels like that has to come from an era where you could just throw out food. Like that it's a it's a beanbag chair? Yeah, it's full of beans, right? I don't I guess. I don't know. What do they have fake beans in it? Is are fake think, beans cheaper than real beans? I don't know. I don't know the bean market. It feels like it's full of dried beans. Yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't trade in fu- bean futures, so I'm not uh, I'm not up on this. All right, I'm looking up uh, our beanbag chairs. First thing came up, uh, comfortable. No, of course not. Safe for toddlers. Well, that's a good question. Mm. Uh, full of beans. Not if someone jumps on it while the toddler is sitting in it. Yeah, are they actually full of beans? Let's see. No, no they're just names of things called full of beans. <laughs> well, yes, indeed. Yes, they're uh, still full beanbag of beans. chair. Uh, it contains dried dried beans. Okay, that was originally. Yeah, or PVC pellets. Huh? Uh, you know. Or expanded uh, polypropylene. There you go. Yeah. So which one do you object to most? It's a very good question. Organic beans? It would feel like those would be better for the environment. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I would think so. But again, it does feel like these were created in an era where just like, food! It's fine. Like, it's it's back when Mm. we were in school and it was like, uh, we're going to make some art out of what? Macaroni. Yeah. We're going to make it out of glue and macaroni. Oh, you mean this food we could eat? (laughs) No, we're just gonna get get that food, get it out of your kitchen, okay. and let's let's make it into uh, into something that can't be eaten. I think that's okay. It's a different. It's a different era. You know, you wouldn't. I don't think you would do that like now. You don't think so? Food? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I think there's a bit more respect for food. What about Lady Gaga's meat dress? Uh, I probably went feed something afterwards. <laughs> I don't think so. Really? What do you think they did with it? Threw it away. Okay, but then again, if you throw can it take away, a, take dress you're gonna put and, it in the compost, and yeah. something's gonna eat it. Sure. So it'll be it'll be eaten. That'll happen with the beanbag chair eventually too. If it's yes, full of beans. no, that's absolutely fine. All right, no, I'm just eventually. Curious. Did you have a beanbag chair? No, I never did. We had a my favorite chair when I was growing up. It was this wonderful, weird yellow chair, and it's hard to describe. It was kind of triangular shaped. The chair itself, it sure but wasn't it wasn't a big piece of cheese. It was not a big piece of cheese. 
it was sort of triangular shape, but it had a, a curved part to it as well. So as a kid, I would lay in this curve quite comfortably. Like I, this would, I guess my whole spine bent around this thing. So it had like a triangular back and then the arms kind of came up, came up and giving it sort of a triangular look to the front as well. But it was, it was curved and then it was set on legs. It was very, it was a, a wonderful chair. Unfortunately, eventually through my constantly jumping into it, um, you know, to lay in it, I would just jump in it from behind or whatever. I eventually broke it off of the legs. Oh no! And then, it, and then we, I sat on the floor for a while with it, but I think it lost its magic then once it was off the legs and it, it was gotten rid of. But I really liked that chair. I liked it from when I was a kid to when I was a teenager. Took it out to the country, just uh, put it out there, let it run free, and then <laughs> it drove away free. with the car. No, I had to go out to the burn and shoot it. Oh, it was yellow. Yeah, old yeller. No, I got. Oh, you didn't have to. I didn't have to do that. No, you didn't have to add the. That was for bit. that was for people out there. Okay. Fine. I don't know. I don't know the entire. Listen. Well, you know what we did. You didn't know where I was going. What people. we did with our couch. What's that? Uh, we just uh, put a little shaving foam on there and told Atticus Finch that it was rabbit, <laughs> and then he, uh, he pulled out his gun and he just took it out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking down the walking down the center of the town. Yep. Yeah. We told that, Scout. That, as she told him. That hot, hot afternoon. Hmm. Okay, doesn't that scene feel hot when you see it in the, in, in the, the movie? Yes. Like, it feels like it's a hot summer day. Sure. But it's black and white. It's weird, isn't it, that it can convey heat. It's weird. I wonder if it's just your mind thinks heat because it sees a rabid dog. Because a rabid dog makes me think that it only happens in the summer. And he's, uh, he's still got, like, uh, the suit on. Did you hear about the guy who died of a bat? From a bat? Of, from yeah, rabies? that was, like, the first uh, rabies death in, like, what was it, 40 years or something? Something like that, yeah. What a lucky guy to be. Yeah, <laughs> he yikes. beat the odds. Yeah, I guess he didn't even get bitten by it. It just scratched him. Mm-hmm. It was just some incidental contact. He was, I guess he got out of his car or something, and then a, a bat clumsily flew into him and then murdered him. This is uh, this is one of those things where, like, if you um, ever see a bat in your room, yeah, uh, and uh, you gotta, you got sometimes you gotta catch it, especially if it bites you or, or anything like that. Yeah, uh, or like or scratches you, you mm. gotta catch the bat and you gotta take it into the vet. Okay, and you gotta make sure. Wow, because uh, rabies, was, rabies is not the way to go. He was outdoors, and I think it presented like six weeks after the. Oh the yeah, 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 it was yeah. Weird, it was weird. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You don't think anything of it but you've got to yeah and then it's like but people say that and mary was when mary was working at gambier Mm -hmm. she fended off a mink from the chicken coop and it bit her on the hand okay and she went to the hospital and then they were like poo-pooing the idea that she needed rabies shots okay doesn't it seem strange did they know how minks behave and so that would not have been a thing that it would have uh, done like maybe they brought in a mink expert i don't know the guy with the button that said think mink that is an old reference. Everyone. It really is. Well, that is that, so old. Well, I didn't even get it when I was a kid. I just remember seeing it. This was the dumb thing when we were kids. It's like we were told, okay, so you get bitten by something. Yes. Usually a dog or what have sure. you. And, uh, and then you're told like, okay, so you either got to like find the animal. You got to bring the animal in. Okay. You got to know. Yeah. Or you're going to get a series of painful injections. And they would let you know these injections really hurt. They're yeah. like in the stomach. They're all this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still in the stomach or if they're still the same situation. But uh, don't tell kids that or they won't mention when they're bit by anything. <laughs> like don't tell yeah. them that. That's the dumb thing. It's just like, yeah, no, listen. Yeah. What, you do, what you tell them is you got to go in for treatment mm-hmm. if you've been bitten because 
yes, you could die, and this, which is true. Uh, but you don't go like, and if you do, oh, brother, are you in for some stomach needles? Like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, needles. don't let them know that. 40 shots in right in your stomach. Yeah. I mean, I got bit by a dog, and I was like, I'm not going to tell nobody. Really? Yeah. It's, I don't want stomach needles. I got bit by a dog too, a couple times. But I think it was a, I think it was episode. Of Fat Albert uh, told me about the painful stomach needles. Mm. Even worse for him because he was so big. <laughs> You'd have to just have like harpoons. I don't mean that as in he's a whale. I don't want to be mean about that. I just mean the guy was enormous. Yeah. Like if you had to give him injections in the stomach, you yeah. would, you would really need yeah, some, big... pool cues. Yeah, some pool cues. Right. Yes. That would be a rough rough go. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they still said, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it. Yeah, don't get rabies. Rabies is no good. <laughs> That's quite a, that was quite an episode where Fat Albert was injected for rabies with a pool cue. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. And that's how his uh, friend Rudy uh, learned to be a pool shark as well. <laughs> so question, is this a sort of improvement for the show you're envisioning? Yes. Oh, nice. This well, we, we have... We're going to go through all... Aced it. Aced uh, I it. can't see any reason why we shouldn't go through the entire catalog of Fat Albert. <laughs> I think there's nothing questionable about it, and I think people are really on board with it, and they're ready to go. Well, speaking of the elephant in the room, uh, as people will remember, last episode ended abruptly. Because you were going on safari. Because I was going on a surfing safari, that's right. Uh, No, it ended abruptly because um, Lisa... Well, you started off by saying, hey... Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got like a call from, or you got, uh, a, got a text, or I got a me- message saying that yeah. uh, her uh, that your wife's ten hour flight mm-hmm. just begun. Yeah, and you were going to see her <laughs> the tomorrow. Next I know. There's nothing better than hearing yourself say something really stupid at the beginning of a podcast you're editing, and you can't cut it out because it'd be dishonest. Yeah, I won't say uh, which uh, which of our uh, listeners because we're going to read letters later on. Okay. Uh, Spotted it? Spotted it and was like very tense through the whole thing. It was like, <laughs> he doesn't know. He's got this wrong. Yeah. She's coming in now. Yeah. Well, I found ten out Ten hours everyone. is still ten hours. I found out. But uh, I just want everyone to know that Lisa's fine. I did eventually find her. Um, I did go to the airport to, to pick her up. see a picture of her holding today's newspaper. Well, I did go to the airport to pick her up, but I went home first. I went home first. because I Watched uh, Stranger Things. Because I hadn't seen the last episode yet. And I thought, well... She'll want to see it, but I don't want her to get, have any spoilers. So I went home and watched the last episode of Stranger Things 3. <laughs> and then I got changed. And, well, I took a shower, and then I got changed. And then I drove into the airport. So all in all, she thinks she was there for four hours. But she was fine. She was perfectly fine with it. Okay. Um, when I got there, she did have to go to the bathroom really badly because she'd been waiting for four hours with her luggage. But other than that, it was fine. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want you to say that to me <laughs> yeah. and not have your voice go up at the end. <laughs> Just say to me, yeah. I got there yeah. and everything was fine. And make sure that your voice goes down at the end like okay. you're making a statement okay. and you're not just telling a huge lie okay so i'm going to give you i'm going to give you a moment to take a deep sure. breath okay and you're going to tell me and so <laughs> i got to the airport yeah and everything was fine okay. and again once again gotta have the all right have that level and right. not going up at the end here we go here you go <laughs> try not to laugh <laughs> okay that's uh, nervous laughter that sounds like you're lying <laughs> it is nervous a lot of, that's a lot Oof, of nervous laughter i got a lot here i mean i gotta tell the truth here everyone I got to the airport, and everything was... <laughs> Sorry, I blew it. I got to the airport, and everything was fine. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was all good. She was um, couldn't have been happier to see me. Okay. She thought I looked great, um, you know, because I had a shower and, and changed. Sure. And she was really happy. I took her out for uh, dinner during McDonald's. It was good. Was it McDonald's? Yep. Oh, I thought you guys went to White Spot. 
in this fantasy I'm constructing, I took her to McDonald's of the fabulous husband. No, I left here in a mad, mad oh, rush. Very good. Okay. Drove across town. I thought I would, you know what? I was thinking, I'm so close. I'm in Vancouver. It's sure Vancouver International are. Airport. This is going to be easy peasy to get Which across town. Not in Vancouver. 40 minutes. Because I had, you know, I had to drive all the way across Vancouver, like, because you're on the north side of Vancouver. That's right. And then I had to go to the south side of Vancouver. The and baddest in, part of town. In between it is the east and west side of Vancouver. I okay. drove in a circle. Okay. I don't know why. I got lost. And then. Just like the view. What's that? Just like the view. Going to take the scenic route. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. You'll yeah. be able to tell uh, Lisa about it when you get there. You know what? She probably misses the city. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, I'll, uh, That's right. I'll be able to tell her all about it. Just so you know, in, but Sunday Park is doing great. They look really nice yeah. there. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll write some poetry about that while I'm out here. <laughs> She'd appreciate that. <laughs> no, no. It's, so, I, yeah, I got there a little later than I should have, but um, it, was, uh, it was so nice to see her. So that was nice. Good. And you guys are still together? Oh, yes. Nice. I'm glad to hear that much. In fact, uh, let me... Let me uh, I'll, I'll, why don't, why don't you read, or should I read, her letter uh, to, to, to us? Oh, I can read it, I guess. All right. I don't have a lot of phone battery left, but I'll see what, I'll see what I can do. Okay. For some reason, my phone is eating its own battery. Did you battery. feel like reading it off my screen? I could turn this around. No, it's all right. All right. I'll make this, I'll make this work. Yeah. Our friend Dylan was the one who wrote in saying, Tense! You said uh, you got a text this morning that Lisa was boarding, and then you said a 13-hour flight. The whole podcast, I'm thinking, doesn't that mean the flight gets in about now? Glad all was forgiven. (laughs) Well, you're right. You can tell how real time our podcast is. Um, So this is Lisa's Lisa's note. The first thing she says is, lol, all was forgiven. Partly my fault, as the original return date was Saturday, which I wrote on the calendar, and then it was changed to Friday, which I inadvertently did not correct on the calendar. Usually that would be discovered when Dave checked flight times, but there were two Air Canada flights number eight coming in on both the Friday and the Saturday at 4.45 p.m., so the discrepancy wasn't picked up. However, in my defense, I had messaged Dave from Hong Kong to say I was having a hard time checking in the day before my flight, and when he messaged back and said he'd see me in two days, I responded, lol, I'll see you tomorrow. I thought he was joking, silly me. I also messaged him from the airport to let him know we had arrived there safely and were boarding in 15 minutes. You'd think from that, oh well. And to clarify, I was there as the coach for the Canadian team in a dressage and jumper competition, not mounted games. Yes, Dave, you got that right. It would be very, it would be a very unusual combination of activities. And then she says, I went to get a 17-year-old boy money or maybe gift certificates to movies or similar. Okay. Uh, because that was our question that we asked uh, last yes. week was, uh, threw what, it you get a 17-year-old boy? So let's get through that. We'll do that. Okay. Uh, so the other, yeah, we got uh, Fred uh, Velez said, a 17-year-old girl, uh, if you know what I mean. I do. I think I actually made that joke. But still, Fred, still, still nice. <laughs> um, our friend Louise said, uh, I think a 17-year-old might like a gift certificate to go indoor uh, go-karting uh, or... To an indoor rock climbing place, which mm-hmm. actually is a nice, uh, a nice idea. I like that. Um, yes, and our he friend, can start free soloing. Our friend, uh, yeah, or you know, get his uh, arm caught and then like uh, 128 <laughs> days later, 127 hours, hours later. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 128 days later. Holy moly! Yeah, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> don't know about 17 year old boys, but we got a killer present for our nephew when he was about 12. I found a secret farter at a gadget store, <laughs> a box you hide somewhere with a remote control to make a box produce about 10 different fart sounds he unwrapped the box said huh showed it to uh, his parents 
and then left the unopened box on a bench for the rest of the day. Not a hit. I had guys three times his age told me they would have loved that present now, let alone when they were 12. Unfortunately, no matter what we get this kid, never right. We get told uh, when he sells his uh, gift cards to his sister or if the gift is taken back to the store to get something he wanted. So we've given up. He gets money now and not much either. That's nice. That's nice that they let you know that. Yeah. I mean, uh, we I had a little bit of that uh, where, you know, I'd go back and I'd see a video game that I'd gotten the family yeah. uh, still on the shelf wrapped mm. like two years later. And I'd be like, hmm, that's, uh, that's the thing. But they wouldn't <laughs> tell me about it, that I had uh, gotten it uh, yeah. so wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the rock climbing thing is uh, he, he, did, he does enjoy rock climbing, so that, that would be a possibility. Mm. We went with money. So okay. that went that went over uh, that went over well. Here's a nice thing. Um, uh, every every year, I usually uh, do kind of a joke card that I write uh, because his family makes him read all the cards out loud. So okay. I'll always have something. You know, are they making you read this card out loud? Well, make sure you don't say, and then I'll say a thing, and he'll yeah. read it, and then we have a good time with that. Um, <laughs> and my sister-in-law, uh, Vicky, uh, usually gets a musical card that's really annoying. The most, the more annoying, the better. The more annoying, the better. Nice. Uh, and so that's so he's game to that right now. What she found though this year was a musical card that's also a confetti card. Oh, are you familiar with a confetti card? I am not familiar with a confetti. You card. open the card up, and there's a little button. You push the button, confetti shoots up. Oh, and that falls everywhere, and is again really, really annoying. Only problem was. He, uh, he opened it near something that kind of jammed it a little bit. So oh. it was like a minor thing. But then we reloaded it and it was spectacular. It was so, so good. <laughs> nice. But the uh, the rock climbing thing reminds me. Um, there's a, a rock climbing wall at Playland the, near the amusement park that I live I here. I've climbed that several times. Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, do you get to the top? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice one. I love seeing uh, the kids because mm. there's usually teenagers who are like so cocky. <laughs> when it starts yeah so cocky and they get like 10 feet up and mm. then no dice like immediately huh no no it and is quite drop it is it, if the first time you go up to a height like that yeah. it does it can be scary like you can, yeah i'm not judging them i'm yeah. just enjoying their uh their realization of mm-hmm. like how high up they are off mm-hmm. the ground it's quite a high wall it is yeah yeah heights don't bother me in that kind of situation and you know you're you're being uh what do they call it when you... Uh, Hoisted on your own petard? Belayed or whatever. Belaying, I guess it's called belaying. Yeah, where they have the rope tied to you as you climb up. So you, you're you not going to fall down and hurt yourself. So that's not a concern. And that, Although it is teenagers down below who are just yeah. working there as a summer job. So on the other hand, death is in, Im, imminent. But yeah, it's um, it's not bad at all. I mean, that's what I do at the rock climbing place when we've gone there. I haven't gone for a while to do that, actually. need to get need to get some fire burning under some people's behinds to get that back on track. But we've been spike balling it. You know, that's been our main concern the last little while. So uh, you were telling me that uh, now this is spike balling you're doing at work? Yes. Okay. And uh, you guys now uh, are getting that uh, bonding thing happening. You're getting, uh, you're acting as one. You're, it's not uh, that we're acting as one. I mean, that's... Uh, you're psychic now. <laughs> it's not that. It's just that we're getting good enough now that we are reacting without thinking. And that is like the best place to be in sports. Like once you get to that point where you are doing things without having to to you know you're just it's just all reaction mm-hmm. you know that's the ultimate uh place and i mean and where we are now we're kind of like like i said today it's kind of two steps forward one step back you know because some days you'll just have like a super 
super set of games and and you're just right on top of it and then the next day you come out and you can't surf or anything you, all mm-hmm. your your timing's off so you're you're not getting the ball up in the air or you're just missing it a little bit but and we're still not like we're still not at the level of when you watch spike ball on youtube where you know people are like this magically there when the ball comes bouncing off the net and 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 that's just fantastic to watch but uh, we're getting there i think you know like another another month will be really good so cool. i'm it's really it really is an enjoyable way to spend like 20 minutes at lunch you know like prefer you know i would i'm so crazy i'd prefer that we didn't eat at all and just like went out and played for like a full half hour but no the, the couple of the guys aren't aren't too you have keen a very on physical job yep yes i know you're right but i yeah. still i just would rather play spike ball than eat because it's it's so much fun and just we could get one more game in that way that's the other thing is our games are getting longer because before it would generally be very one-sided. The games would be very one-sided, and one team would tend to, you know, it didn't matter who the. It just seemed like we could never like quite get it where everyone was firing on the same at the same speed or with same, you know. And so now it's much more evenly matched. So you know, our no matter what our team combinations are, our games tend to go longer because we instead of being like nine to one or whatever, it's like you know slowly creeps up with either team staying together and one going past and the other one catching up and and that's that's a lot of fun as well and i'm not really i'm not hugely concerned about winning games but what i don't like is if i play badly mm-hmm. and i affect our the team you know like I, that leaves me feeling really blue so when i have like a like today i had a like a really great match or a great set of matches um i was really happy with that like i was really happy with my play so i was really pleased did i win every game no we didn't win every game because you know that's life. But at the same time, like I was super happy. I didn't feel like I was a, a hindrance to the team that I slowed us down or was. How many points you know. does it go up to? We only go to 10. Uh, I think regularly it goes to 21, but we just prefer to be able to mix teams more so then everyone plays with each other. Sure. And so we can usually get in three games in, 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 the, in the time we have allotted to us. I'm, I floated it as an idea a little while ago that we should uh, have like an afternoon one day and meet up at a park. And just have like just have like you know as long as we wanted to play we could you know yeah. that'd be kind of fun so like on a weekend yeah like on a Sunday afternoon or a whatever holiday, just meet up yeah. yeah just meet up at um, how'd, uh, how'd that go over with the fellas oh, they're interested they're they're interested so we'll just kind of mull it and then again as I said uh, before I uh, picture you guys playing it like the uh, guys in um, Top Gun playing volleyball uh yeah yeah which you responded to me uh, I've never seen Top Gun I've never to seen which Top I Gun went, how. How? Which again, we've all got those movies that like you mm-hmm. know. Uh, no, I've never seen it, and the people go, "What?" Yeah. Well, you know, I think because I'm much more of a Days of Thunder fan. <laughs> no, I've never seen that movie either. I don't know. It's weird. My daughters always say that I love Tom Cruise, but actually, I because I like the Mission Impossible films. Right. It has nothing to do with Tom Cruise. Like are I haven't you, seen. Are you, and how you're feeling about the Reacher movies? They're, the first one was okay. I thought the second one wasn't very good. Okay. How about Risky? Oh, I enjoyed it, but that's been a while since I saw it. Okay. Legend. I saw it in the theater. Legend. How do you feel? Never, uh, is the Legend one with uh, Tim Curry in a yep. big giant costume? Yep. That's not a good movie. Okay. Not a good movie at all. Ugh. That's uh, my, how about that's my that, review. Uh, how about that movie where he keeps repeating things? That one. The. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Repito. Repito. The Repito file. Uh, yeah, it has a terrible name, and now I can't remember what, what it is now. I know because then they changed it, like on the uh, DVD box, was like Eat, yeah. "Die Repeat" or "Live Live, live Die, die repeat, repeat," which yeah. isn't the name of what it was. Oh, uh, Edge I'll, of Tomorrow. The the name of the original story Thanks, that is the original 
The original story it was based on is called uh, All You Need Is Kill, which I think is a good title. Yeah, it's a manga, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's a better title. They should have gone with that. But I, I think the studio was frightened of, of that title. So they, they went with a very, very anodyne. What we say? Was it Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, it's boring. And it doesn't really say what the movie's mm-hmm. about. But I think that's a good film. I really, I don't think it's like a great movie, but I enjoyed Oblivion. I thought that was pretty good. I really am a big fan of Night and Day. Mm. The movie with Cameron Diaz. It's kind of like a spy, sure. spy yeah. caper film. I really like his character in that film. Just Especially the beginning of the movie, I really enjoy. As it goes on, it kind of bogs down a bit, but I really enjoy the beginning of it. Yeah, I would watch that again. It's sort of frothy fun. I've seen it many times, probably more than I should. For a person who doesn't like to watch movies very often. Um, yeah, and then the Mission Impossible films. Those are all good. Yeah, the uh, trailer for Top Gun uh, 2 came out today. Okay. And Is he in it? Yeah. Okay. He's a star. It's Maverick. It's yeah, well, I just thought it was a remake with like new, newer, younger people doing the same same thing they did in the last movie. Nope. Whatever that is. Nope. Tom so ha- Cruise is still Tom Cruise. It has Val Kilmer in it? I don't know. Huh. I don't know that much. No. Because I, I, he was I, in it, right? Val yes, Kilmer? that's right. Carrie Ells? Is Carrie Ells in it? I don't know. I, I Also, very good question. All right. Hmm. Let me take a look. All right. It's directed by Tony Scott, right? Again, these are excellent questions that will be answered uh, forthwith. Uh, by myth i i'm not a huge tony scott uh fan so i did like uh, it's called top gun maverick okay uh well i was are. thinking about the original Director film is uh, joseph well uh, no tony scott is dead but i i oh well then I the original film directed i mean the original film the original top gun i don't care about this new thing oh okay but now you got me wondering if oh jennifer connelly in the new one hmm. same with uh, val kilmer is yeah okay. that's right ed harris is right. there good right. okay uh you got uh you got john ham Got a whole bunch of John Hamm in there. Okay. That's good. Uh, he's right. he's new. He wasn't in the original. Everyone. No. All right. Well, let's see who's in uh, who's in Top Gun. Just who was Goose? Oh, that was. Uh, is that Val Kilmer? No, that was the guy from um, ER and Revenge of the Nerds. ER and Noah Wiley. The guy from Revenge of the Nerds. George Clooney. Yes, George Clooney was in Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, I didn't know that. No, he was not in Nerds. Anthony Edwards. Oh, Anthony Edwards. I didn't know he was in Revenge of the Nerds. Who's currently in, I think, Designated Survivor. Okay. And uh, yeah. Another uh, film I haven't Tom seen. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, oh, Al yes. Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, Tom Skerritt, mm. Michael Ironside. Okay. Uh, what a great name that guy has, huh? Mike Ironside. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. boy. <laughs> John Stockwell. Uh, Tim Robbins. I didn't remember Tim Robbins was in that. Okay. Uh, Meg Ryan is in it. What? <laughs> None of this seems right. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie either. Uh, with characters named phony. Maverick, Iceman, Goose, Viper, Jester. Cougar, Wolfman, Slider, Merlin, Sundown, Hollywood, Stinger. These all sound like Transformers now. Yeah, yeah. Who directed it? Uh, Tony Scott. Oh, yeah. Written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. Hmm. Uh, based on the magazine. Is mag- Jack or Jake? Jack. Oh. Based on the magazine article Top Guns. Based on a magazine article. Yeah. That's great. Didn't Tom Cruise like fly his own jet in that movie? Oh. Yeah, of course, and he clearly is doing it in in in, in the one? new one. Like, yeah. there's no way he's not. Yeah, like you 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 watch it and just go, oh no, he's gonna hurt himself. Oh, I think it's gonna be. Fine. I think it's like an. Ex- yes, I think fine. it's. I think he just does these things as like a way to like do it. You know, like like it's just an opportunity to fly a jet. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna do that movie. I can get to fly a jet. If they said to him, we're just gonna send people to fly the jet, he'd be like, well, I'm not gonna do it then. It's kind of like in the opening of that movie, Edge of Tomorrow, where the helicopter lands in front of Buckingham Palace. Basically, that was what the movie kind of stem, kind of grew out of. Is he just wanted to be able to land a helicopter in front of Buckingham Palace? <laughs> so then he they did a movie where that happens, and he's like, "Okay, we're going to do this," and so they did it. 
And we live in an era where you could CGI anything, but no, no. Uh, we talk we talk a lot. But CGI, in, we talk a lot in the Fan Splainers podcast about how movies end with CGI thing fighting CGI thing. Yeah, and it just hmm, yeah, and we're good. Unless you're playing a video game, why do you want to yeah. see that? You can't control it. It mm-hmm. looks like a cutscene. It uh, doesn't uh, just it just become distant. And for all that I worry about Tom Cruise's health, <laughs> uh, at least when he's doing a thing, yeah. you're oh, I'm still I'm yeah, still I'm still, still watching. Engaged. I'm still here. Yeah. Aside from that, I think that he's I think he has like a very good understanding of how to make a film connect to the audience. You know, so he knows how to keep us engaged with what his character is going through you know so you, you even something as intense as mission impossible which are very intense films especially now or you know they keep stepping it up so it gets more and more intense but it's you still you don't really get fatigue because you're still you're still kind of um invested in the characters mm-hmm. you know and so that i think that's very important i just wonder there's a big ad for the new lion king movie next to uh next to the tom cruise okay. movie thing and uh, just looking at that, just going like, again, I think it's going to make a gajillion dollars because people love The Lion King. Yeah. But I just don't see how you're going to have uh, the emotional connection. You're not because they're not, they're not going to be like, they're not going to have any kind of human element to their faces. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to, their eyebrows are going to go up and down or anything. They're animals. Mm-hmm. They're not going to simply add eyebrows to a lion. <laughs> I, well, wish they they, could, they I could, wish they would. They could. I mean, they're going to. I know they're, they're CGI. Smile and do weird stuff. Are they going to have them smile? I probably. I would be shocked if mm. they didn't. Uh, like, like I kind of wow, get that again, sounds it's, worse it's to me. John Favreau directing it. He's very, he, he's very good. And he but, directed Jungle Book. Yeah, people like that a lot. But Bob, it had a human character. You had Bogley in there. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, you always had that to kind of come mm-hmm. back to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this, it's uh, it's already been animated, man. Yeah. Like it's... And it's animated again, only in CGI. And it just feels like it's just an excuse to have like newer newer actors. Yeah. Like, you know, more more popular performers now redo these roles, you know. Yeah. Like no one remembers who Jeremy Irons is. We don't want him doing Scar. We need Scar to be done by that guy, whoever that is. Who is Jeremy Irons. Is it Jeremy Irons no, again? It's not. <laughs> I mean, it James Earl Jones is uh, is Mufasa. Still, yes. Hmm. Yeah, I guess some some parts of it, I guess, seem sac- sacrosanct, and you don't want to get rid of the old guy. But yeah, I don't. It's really strange to me, and especially with the musicals, because you know, like the original musicals, they had they hired like actual singers to do the roles, like. To play Princess Jasmine, or whoever, like they had actual like yeah. Broadway or Nathan Lane, you know, yeah, people like, who, you know, yeah, someone who has experience, exactly. But now they just hire like anybody, you know, some, you know, like it's definitely become more celebrity, yeah. Based yeah. And then most of them can, you know, they can carry a tune, but they're not like great singers. They just, I don't know, I don't see the point of it. Yeah, I'm against make it. A gajillion dollars. I'm sure it will. I mean, more power to them, I guess. Frankly, I wish it would bite them on the bum. What it reminds me like of. Like a lion. I'm playing. A bum biting um, lion. I'm playing a Super Mario game right now, Super Mario Maker 2. Um, by the way, uh, Bob Mackey, who's a guest of the. Mm-hmm. Former guest of the show. And yeah. Uh, probably be again. Former friend the of the show. Uh, who does a podcast called Talking Simpsons and uh, what a cartoon and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, <laughs> yes. Designed a level of that game that I was trying to play last night and it was way oh. too hard and I was cursing his name. Um, <laughs> to the high so, heavens, I tell you. So if his ears were red yesterday, he knows why. That's right. Or maybe he's got rabies. He really should get yeah. checked for rabies. What it's we're a saying series is... of very painful injections. So <clears throat> go talk to your doctor about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's a thing where you can play as any... It happened to my mom, actually. 
Okay. I would oh, no. Love she, to, I she had to get checked for babies. Sorry. Anyway, go on. Um, you can play as any era of Mario. So, you know, you've got the old, 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 old kind. You know, it's just the most basic, you know, pixels. Yeah. And then you got the slick new one. Okay. And it's, uh, you can change it like in a heartbeat and the filter changes itself. And it's just mm. modern Mario. Yeah. And that's what it feels like with Lion King. So you've got like the old Lion King movie. And then like, let's hit the filter. And now it's all CGI. And it's like. Okay, but great. I don't. But I don't think it's an improvement over you know. Like there's something, there's something great. Although I was reading somewhere about the new Mary Poppins that it took them a year to animate the that section of the film where it's actually like animated, like hand animated okay. section of the film, and they had to like hire people who had left the studio back again oh. to do that because the people who are there now don't know how to do you know hand oh. animation. They can just do computer animation and. And that's the problem with that, right? They could have done it much faster as a computer animation, as a computer animated part of the film, but it wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't have been a, you know, wouldn't wouldn't go, go back to that original yeah. style of of the first Mary Poppins film. And so, you know, let's give let's give them some props. They put their money where their mouth is, and and you know, took that time, put the money into it, and made you know, I haven't seen the film, but and I'm then wrote assume. a very dirty song uh, for the cover is not the book. Hmm. Is it very dirty? Oh, it's a dirty song. Yeah, it's good. I'll have to watch that. It's a kind of a body, um, you know. um, Body horror? Music hall. Nope. Uh, Music hall uh, song that uh, Mary sings. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's uh, got some some sass to it. It's all right. Nice. Like uh, I watched it again. uh, A friend I was watching it with, we both turned to each other like, whoa, with that. You know, I mean, there's no no swears. There's no whatever. But if you're listening to the lyrics, it's mm. like, okay, Mary Poppins. There you go. <laughs> Mary Poppins has been around the block a couple sure. of times. She knows what's what. Mm-hmm. She's not, you know, she gets it. Yeah. She gets it. She gives it. She knows it. Sure. She's done it. She's been there. Yeah. She carries an umbrella. Yeah. I don't know where she goes at the end. I don't know where <laughs> she was at the beginning. No one does. But she's she's been around the block a couple of times with that umbrella. I for just, sure. I just want to clear my throat. <clears throat> that was unpleasant. Hello, everyone. Sorry if I uh, shocked you with the uh, news that Mary Poppins. Did you like the original Mary Poppins? I saw it for the first time about uh, a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw the uh, sequel first. I saw it when I was younger. The girls liked it a lot. Did so you I watch it on it. like Wonderful World of Disney or something? I might, or have seen it, on... might have seen something like that. I don't think I saw it as a kid, though. So I don't have any like nostalgic like kid remembrances okay. of it. Whereas I do think the girls have nostalgic. Like there's parts of it that I think are really dull. Sure. You know? Like, so, I don't know. Didn't um, Dick Van Dyke have, have to pay or pay them to play the old yeah. man? In the... Yeah. Why was that? Because they didn't want him in the in the role. Why not? Well, well he's already playing a role. But it's, it's fun that to he have did. like a second. It's game. fun that he does that, though. Yeah. It turns out it turned out well. Yeah, yeah. And he knew he'd do a good job. So sure. it was like, no, you're already playing this guy. That's, that's a confusing mess, I guess. But yeah, mm. he uh, paid them to... Uh, scale i guess like a day yeah. scale or something yeah. uh to uh yeah play this character and then he's not credited at the end well no, he's, he's no. credited like they have a mixed up version of his name and then yeah rearrange the letters and there it goes they do a similar thing in the uh, next next movie too which okay is sweet okay that's interesting so what did you think of it uh i thought it was uh i thought it was all, uh, all right i mean mm-hmm. julie andrews was very very charming yeah and it's all kind of carried by her. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 fine. The musical numbers are fine. 
if I was like uh, if I was young and seeing it in the theater, I'd be uh, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, uh, I think the sequel is a little too nostalgic. Okay, you know, uh, maybe towards that and uh, could have branched out a little more. And uh, they did make Mary Poppins a little bit darker, which she is in the books for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm all she actually is in the book. She's more Nanny McPhee than she is mm. Mary, Mary Poppins, sweet and okay. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fine, you know. It, it, there, but everything seemed to be a wink toward. Hey, remember that previous movie? And I, at that point, I had not seen it. <laughs> so you know, so now, it you, now you know. Yeah. Interesting. Um, have you ever seen the film about with um, Emma Thompson, I think, is in it and playing... Nanny McPhee? Not playing Nanny McPhee. No, maybe it isn't Emma Thompson. But anyway, it's uh, Tom Hanks and another act and an actress. Yeah, and she's, uh, it is Emma Thompson. You're okay. right. That's right. Playing, uh, saving Mr. Banks. That's right. Playing the playing um, the the author the author of the, those books. I just watched a big uh, Lindsay Ellis um, video essay on mm. uh, on that. Yeah, on the movie Saving yes. Mr. Banks. That's right. Oh, did you guys discover her? I was just like, no, I've heard her her name. Yeah, she's quite good. Yeah, I've been watching her for years, so it's yeah. No, I, I just watched like all her uh, film theory mm. classes through Transformers. Yeah, which yeah, gave me horrible nightmares actually. But that was part of a. <laughs> food poisoning fever uh fever dream <laughs> that is the worst well i once had this time where i had the flu and i had a same dream all night long and it was based on the movie the mexican oh wow Do you remember that movie with about the yeah, gun of course it was terrible the movie was terrible and then i had to watch it over and over again in a dream what a nightmare well, i guess it was a nightmare i was sick yeah that does make sense yeah no that all uh, no, that all tracks does, out yeah fever dreams to... <laughs> are the worst normally for me they involve math. They involve some sort of puzzle that needs to be solved, okay. or something that's incredibly important—a detail that needs to something needs to be dealt with. Yeah, and it's really complicated, and it's overly complicated. And then, like, I'll wake up and uh, I have a bad headache mm. from not just being sick, but yeah. because of the complications of trying to figure all that <laughs> stuff out. And then I'll go like, "Well, that didn't matter at all." That's a great feeling, isn't yeah. it? Oh boy, oh boy. I don't. Luckily for me, I don't get sick very often. That's about the only time I can remember that experience yeah i did yeah uh, i did not enjoy I had it. the uh, norovirus uh, last week mm-hmm. uh fun um <laughs> like again it's it's too bad my wife had it but because she did have it two days before i did i realized what it was when i when i had it yeah and i was like well this is gonna be a fun three-day ride here we go <laughs> um but i visited my sister who was kind of a nutritionist yeah and i was uh, mentioning some stuff to her about like digestive issues i was having and yeah. what we we're going through and she was saying you know do the you know, charcoal, uh, if you get food what? poisoning, uh, you know, you, you take charcoal capsules if you, uh, oh. if it, it, it kind of absorbs, you know, poison. I see. If you've got food poisoning. Oh, okay. Uh, activated charcoal. Don't just like take a charcoal, charcoal briquettes from your, down. your barbecue. And also you got to like be careful because <laughs> I do take some medicine. So you got to take them six hours from medicine because oh, okay. it can then also absorb the medicine mm. and like take that out of you. But uh, I was saying, like, I was having acid reflux issues, and she recommended aloe vera water. And okay. I was like, well, that seems to make some sense, you know. Um, but what I didn't realize, so, mm-hmm. I, so, I, so I had some, and I was like, well, this is, this is all right, but I'm still kind of still a little bit ill with this thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what I didn't realize was that uh, there's a thing that's in aloe vera water that uh, gives you bloating and diarrhea, which was like, oh. so I came off of food poisoning. <laughs> And just a great smooth transition to more of the exact feeling of of that, and going like, why is this lasting so long? Yeah, maybe I should take more of this. Oh, Rongo, as I like 
finally just check the internet and just go, ah, oh, there's something in aloe vera that's like a latex that you can get it without the latex. Uh-huh. And um, and uh, it, it apparently doesn't do this, but I was I was just like keeping that uh, thing going for way too long. It was great. <laughs> has latex really get, in it? You get, you know, aloe vera has a certain latex you know, to it. Really? Yes. Uh, and uh, it's uh, in some people, not everybody. Yeah, it's uh, uh, resulting like, like okay. there was there was a time when I really was like kind of drinking probably too much of it. Yeah, that I was Violet Beauregard that night. Like I was just <laughs> I was just bouncing boy. I was mm. just a globe. I was so round. Uh, and uh, I was like, well, this isn't right. There's something really wrong about this. And then yeah, I cracked the code. It was uh, it was great. Ah, it's been fun. And you get so much work done, too, when you've got the food poisoning, whatever you think. Like, oh, I'll get so much work done because I'm around the house and I can't leave. Wrong. You're just, oh. Yeah, no, that's not. It just takes away everything and then you don't sleep good. And it's like, oh. <laughs> Lousy. It's too bad. Yep. I'm going to try and find some of the aloe vera water slash juice that doesn't have that business <laughs> in it. And maybe I just was having too much of it or something. But it was for sale at London Drugs as well. Like, just yeah. like individual you know uh, containers of it and i was like oh well this must be okay if like the drugstore is selling it this is common enough oh yeah they're honest yeah they don't sell any kind of uh hocus pocus quack or you know fix quick fixes there i just thought well this should soothe the throat because mm-hmm. it's aloe vera and you put aloe vera on a wound or something <laughs> and it's like you know it's soothing it's yeah. fine mm, no that seems weird to me that you're drinking aloe vera why is that i don't know there's this thing about i guess when you put it into your body then you your digestive system moves it out and into your body so you have like aloe vera like what is it doing well first of all you're it's kind of coating your you know throat and esophagus i guess okay which is i suppose good if it's like you've got damaged it or burned it or whatever maybe that's okay i don't know yeah i honestly don't know this is a deep hole i can go down with my sister (laughs) because she is a nutritionist yeah Uh, it goes on for a little while and then you hear like something that's said and it's like well that's not true that can't be true (laughs) that can't be true Uh, i don't think that's true i don't want to say anything we're having a birthday party but yeah it's probably not true well that sounds like that might be true she didn't say that celery is a superfood did she why is that a thing that's a thing now celery has gone out like three times up in price because it got designated as a superfood by someone okay it's hard to keep it crisp if you have like those, that water in the fridge and you put it yeah. upright. Like celery goes off like avocados go off. Mm. Yeah. Celery, I'll tell you how celery is a superfood with cheese whiz and in no other way. Okay. We've talked about this before though. You're so. not an ants on a log, fellow. We talked about this before. That's okay. We've done now like I know what ants. Four hundred episodes. Now I know what ants on a log are. When we talked about it last time, I did not know what ants on a log were, mm. which is raisins on peanut butter on celery. Yeah. Which is gross all around. Oh, and I like I like raisins. I really do. Okay, good source of potassium. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. This is one thing I'm trying to raise my good cholesterol. I was looking uh, for things that do that, and one of the things is Brazil nuts. But uh, but yeah, don't have more than two a day because they're full of selenium. So it's which not, is also not good for you. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but again, it was one of these things where, and every time I look up one of these studies, I then add the word myth or bullshit afterwards <laughs> to see if, if it is. But they had a study about, um, people that had four Brazil nuts a month yeah, and it, uh, significantly raised their good cholesterol. But yeah, but Brazil nuts, when I heard like, you know, uh, how dangerous these things are, mm-hmm. I'm like, why do they put them in mixed nuts? What are you doing? Don't put them in there. 
And also, they don't taste good. They're not a good nut. Like they're, uh, they're the, not really a nut, are they? They're, not, they're the one that you'd want to take out, and it's no good. Like, my wife really dislikes Brazil nuts. Okay. And, uh, and, and so it actually worked out well for us when I was, like, doing this. I was like, well, I'll just, like, scour mixed nuts <laughs> for Brazil nuts, and, yeah. and, and here we go. So really? Like, would you get that much selenium from them if you're eating? I guess if you eat it every day. Yeah, if you eat them every day, that's yeah. the thing. Or you eat like a bunch in a in a row. There's some people who have gotten quite sick mm. from eating too many Brazil nuts. Absolutely, yeah, mildly radioactive. Not uh, not super good. But I think the Brazil nuts aren't truly a nut, right? They're like I'm not sure. Okay, why? They're kind why of like are peanuts. They, okay, peanuts are like peanuts. Peanuts are legume, but I'm not. I'm, I think Brazil nuts are like. I don't know what they are. Sorry. Well, you've uh, got me interested, and so. <laughs> oh no! Once again, these are the things Here that comes are going Wikipedia, to be everyone. in the new. Uh, we better we better donate to Wikipedia. Our Brazil nuts radioactive is the first thing. Our Brazil nuts good for dogs. I'm thinking they probably are not good for dogs. No. Uh, our Brazil nuts nuts. Are they crazy? Brazil nuts aren't nuts. Right, right. They are seeds contained in a capsule or pod, which splits apart. There you True go. True nuts don't split. And you know what? Real dads don't split either. <laughs> this message brought to you by Sneaky Dragon. That's right. Because dads are nuts. We don't podcast. We pod care. That's a new... Da, da. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Please tune into our after school special. It'll be... Sorry, How many week? Brazil nuts are safe to eat daily? Okay. That's the question. Sure. Uh, a single uh, Brazil nut contains uh, 68 to 91 micrograms of selenium, oh. meaning that just one nut per day can, buy, can, can provide the recommended daily allowance of uh, 55, uh, whatever, MC, MCG uh, that you should have. Oh, there we go. Of selenium. Of selenium. Yeah, you, you shouldn't have too much, but you should have some. I think that's... Uh, in fact, when, when we uh, first got baby, we, it was recommended that we give her selenium with N vitamin D. This is your baby you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, uh, our chicken. Oh, good. And we opted to not do the selenium just because it's hard to know what doses you're giving a chicken okay. and what you should give them. And, you know, it has good effects and has bad effects. Like, you know, uh, enough is good, but too much is bad. So we went, we went with the, well, she'll get, she'll get it somewhere. Like, you know, she's eating, she's actually looking really good right now. Like she's oh, really cool. filled out and she's eating uh, chicken feed quite a bit. You know, she's kind of, she's kind of doing really well. Like she's putting herself to bed at night. She walks up the ramp into her, into her little coop at night oh, nice. and settles down. Is she enjoying the summer weather? I think so. She's more of say. a summer, summer bird than a winter bird. <laughs> well, that's possible. I mean, I mean, especially like, you know, the last couple of years when she's just a little scrawny little wretch. Yeah. It was really hard on her. But like I say, she's filled out a bit and she's looking a lot better. I'm really glad to hear that. That's great. Yeah, no, I'm happy too. And she's a lot stronger. Like she's pretty good about, like she can walk around the backyard and peck at the grass and stuff like that. She refuses to kill the mole we have though. I don't know what use she is. Do normally uh, chickens kill moles? I don't know. I just wish that she would. Is she so, making holes? Yeah. And people say making mountains out of molehills. Molehills aren't small. They're big. Like you can't, you can't even like. Not as big as a mountain though, to be fair. Well, when you're trying to mow your lawn, a mohill feels like a mountain. Like you have okay. to like get your rake out and rake down the the dirt they they throw around. Like it's a lot of dirt. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they don't know they're digging in the ground, but what what are they digging? I guess it's all a big network, huh? They're doing good things for your grass. No, they're not. Yeah. No, I doubt it. Yeah, they do. Almost broke up a friendship over moles. What are they doing so good? Uh, they're uh, they're you know aerating aerating yeah they're doing uh, okay. stuff they're nature they're doing they're good business all right they're eating things you don't want around and right. they're uh, you know 
doing doing good stuff. I guess I'm just all well, I want to say is I'm disappointed in my cat, I'm disappointed in my chicken, and I'm disappointed in my two dumb dogs who are obviously useless and should be shipped off somewhere to place non mole killing dogs. Well, have you thought of like uh, bringing the mole into your house as a pet? <laughs> no, and also moles are kind of gross. I've never, I've only seen a, one mole in my whole life. Like seen it. Okay. Like not like pictures. I mean an actual mole, but it was a dead mole. It was on a it was on a fence post. I guess it was left there by a hawk or an eagle or something. Oh, okay. I was like, as a yeah. warning. Yeah, that's right. I hung it there. <laughs> Beware moles. But like, by the way, we can't see. We're moles, dum dum. Yikes. No, it was just a, a mole that was left there. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if they tasted it and they went, no, oh, this is kind of moly. And left <laughs> it behind. Yeah. You know why birds can't eat moles, right? No. They don't have molars. Everyone. <laughs> You can this is our final our, episode. You can go to our Patreon page and leave us some money just for that joke. Yeah. I think our amount's going to go down every month. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Dad Jokes. <laughs> Unlimited amount. This, sorry, again, I'm a little bit giddy. I have had food poisoning. So oh, there wow. you go. That's uh, that's what's uh, that's that's what's been doing this. Um <laughs> Well, good luck with your mole problem. I hope it, uh, I would say, like, whatever, find out what a mole's like to eat mm. and then throw some of that into your neighbor's yard. Oh, thanks. And then, like, uh, you know, then we'll work it over there. Hmm. I did a manly thing this week. Okay. I don't often do manly things, but I did a manly thing last P- night. Pete standing up? Uh, is that manly? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. It's the only thing I can think of kind of manly. No, I, well, I, um, I took apart Eve, in a Eve's car. Oh, okay. And I took out the hybrid battery out of it because we have to replace it. Oh, okay. So that was kind of interesting. I didn't really know how it worked until I took apart the back seat and then uh, found this, like, there's the, like, this is kind of embedded in the back of the car in between the, the trunk and the back seat is the battery. And then beside it is the DC-DC converter. So it takes, like, I don't know what you need, a, why you need to convert. I guess it converts the DC power coming from the motor that recharges the battery, it converts it into DC for the battery. I'm not really too too up on what exactly is going on, but it's one of those things where you're like, it's intimidating, and then yeah. you do it, and it's remarkably easy. Oh, okay. Like, is this sort of plugging? Did you look online first? To yeah, see I found a tutorial online. Did it start with, hey, guys? Mm, I probably, I don't know. I never paid Stop. attention. Yeah. Don't forget to leave a, yeah. No, it was a little bit amateurish in terms of presentation. Don't, for, don't forget to leave a nude pic. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, <laughs> like subscribe and leave well, a new picture. It was a it was a, like it was a garage. So of course they do like nude pics. Yeah, they do. They put them up there on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The yeah, it was kind of the presentation of it was pretty amateurish. But what they showed you in the video was very helpful. And they happen to be working on the exact same car that Eve has. Which is oh, a, nice. Okay, which is a 2007 Honda. So they, you know, showed me how to take out the seats and how to get into the back part of it and how to safely remove the battery. So unfortunately, because I have been completely snowed under with work at work i was hoping to take tomorrow off to go down with lisa to pick up the battery but i am i have three big shipments i'm having to get ready at the same time over the next little while so i'm like okay (laughs) i just can't take a day off so so yeah so lisa is bravely going by herself down to auburn washington to pick up this battery and and uh and bring it back and then i'll put it back in well, Hopefully. I'm gonna throw fingers this, crossed. I'm gonna throw this out as a possible question of the week. Yeah, what is something you have repaired that you are proud of having repaired? Yeah. Well, I haven't repaired it. yet. I've only taken it apart. But right, okay. When I get the battery in it, and hopefully it'll work, then I will be very proud. 
What is some? Okay, I'll say the thing that I was proud to repair back okay. in the day was a, an old PC computer of mine. Where okay. I had to like fix some things, and I was able to. And also, I would say I used to uh, work a, a robot. I used to work this um, robot that used to be on a, um, a bicycle. Yeah. And uh, occasionally, I would have to fix said robot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, I would be able to fix it. And I was like, well, I'm impressed. Like, I have to take out a soldering gun yeah. and like just fool around until. Things would work, and then yeah. they'd work, and it'd be all right for a while, and something would catch on fire. But <laughs> there you are. But what is something you have repaired that you're like uh, proud of repairing? Is there anything that you can think of that you fixed that you're uh, that you're proud of of doing? That I fixed yes. that I'm proud of having fixed. Well, I've yeah, I once was driving down the road and in my old truck. Okay, this is my old old truck, and suddenly the te- the engine temperature gauge went from okay to way too hot and like an instant and i was like what the heck's happened and so luckily i was very close to my brother-in-law's place he lived in a kind of a duplex with his father with his father-in-law and mother-in-law on one side and he and his wife on the other okay and so i zipped into their place and stopped the truck there and what had happened was the frost plugs had had rusted out of the engine now frost plugs are these little kind of like you know like when you would open like when you open a a tin of like cocoa and it has that little metal. Yep. How how it's shaped? It's sure. kind of got the in the in you know like the what would you say like the raised lip and then so that's kind of what these frost plugs are like. They're just like these little discs that have like a raised edge and then and so what happened is they rusted out and when they rust out all your all the coolant comes out of the engine. Oh, okay. Because yeah. what they're for is if you accidentally if your engine gets frozen with the liquid in it instead of breaking the engine when because ex- the ice expands and is, you know it ex- destroys the engine it's supposed to like push out these frost plugs okay gotcha. and that expands that way it's easier for it to go that way than it is to go through the engine block that's what they're designed for unfortunately because my truck was rather old these ones had rusted out and just decided to fall out on the ground and then all the water poured out and then my engine went from hooray to yikes and so i had to um take undo the like unscrew like un- unbolt the engine and then raise it up with a jack and then insert new frost plugs into this into the engine and then drop it back down and then it, it was fixed it was quite a, a quite a thing to do cool because i've never i mean lisa's dad is a very very handy fellow like very very mechanically and smart, like smart like super smart so with his help um we you know, I did a lot of stuff on cars, but I can't say it was me. Whereas that was basically me by myself, just right. working on it. Um, and I'm sure that I got advice from from my brother, my brother-in-law's father-in-law, and from my own father-in-law. He must have dropped by to look at it because he couldn't resist. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just so many things that I've you know done, like you know fixing like uh, exhaust manifolds and redoing uh, carburetors and. Um, yeah, I just I did did the muffler in one car. Like I redid the exhaust system in a car one time. Yeah, just a lot of stuff. Just because I could pick his brain. Like he wouldn't do it. He would expect me to do the work, but he would be there to help me if I needed okay, if I had any questions nice. or anything. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't want to do it. <laughs> I don't blame him. This was just something I think we've talked about this before. How when we were uh, when we were younger, it felt like adults could fix anything. Like it was yeah. like that was just a skill. It was like 
toaster's broken. That's true. And they would fix the toaster. Like, to me, the idea now is yeah. like, toaster's broken. Well, time to get a new toaster. <laughs> yes. Because uh, what am I going to do? Yeah. Am I going to open yeah. that thing? And then it's going to poke around in there. And then I'm going to put it back together. And then there's going to be a fire. And <laughs> is that worth my while? No, not at all. But, no. uh, you know, they would, you know, the electric can opener is broken. Well, mm-hmm. time to fix it. How do you know this? Yeah. Was, yeah. There, was there a thing in your high school where... It was repair of yeah. little appliances, or mm. did you all keep a manual, <laughs> and and or are you just opening it up and you've know you've known how to fix other things, and so I think that's you just it. extrapolate yeah. Uh, yeah. to to what this is. That's but like it. they would always like, oh, something's wrong with the car, mm-hmm. and it would take a million years before they would go to a mechanic because they would immediately, well, time to roll under the car, and uh, they would uh, be fixing stuff. And it just doesn't feel like my gang yeah. of uh, compadres. Would, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we we've got a mixer that's broken right now, and we're trying to find someone to fix it. We've we have looked up how to do it. Yeah, but it's a thing where uh, if you get it wrong, mm. ooh, it's done. <laughs> like if you get it just a little bit wrong, okay, there's this big thing of grease, this huge thing of grease oh. that will just like, bloop, and then that's the end of it. It's oh. like in a it's like in a die pack at a bank. You're just gonna like set it off, and then that's gonna be the end of it. So we're gonna, is... we're, we're just trying to find we're trying to find a person to fix this. And there's a couple of places, but they're almost always just like a guy in his apartment. And you think like, what? The, everyone's got these mixers. There must be a place to get these fixed. No, no, you just buy another one. That's the that's mm. the way things are. No one gets something fixed. What do you? Yeah, what are I you, think crazy? you're right. It's that's that's really gone for like places that used to be around that. In fact, there was a, I was watching a news thing, and they were they actually had like uh, an event, at a community center locally, where they had people who could do that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would show other people how to fix nice. household products because it really is wasteful that we sure. just are you know our can opener breaks and we Love throw that. it away. That's great. It just seems yeah, like yeah. A little while ago, I was, this is Mary's older car, not the one she's driving now. But I was driving home from doing the show in her car. And suddenly the window on the passenger side started going down. I, I thought I'd accidentally inadvertently hit the opener. And so I was like trying to open it and it wouldn't open. It would only go down. It just kept sinking down and down. So, you know, I'm driving home in the wintertime in this freezing cold car. And I got home and then I looked at it the next day and I realized that the, the mechanism that raises and lowers the window had broken inside. So I had to take that all apart, take the window out, and then get a new mechanism and then reinstall that and but it works it works fine now oh, great you know yeah, sometimes it's sometimes you can kind of freak yourself out over how difficult it is i remember when i worked at sunburst someone calling me one time and saying that the we would sell these um hospital tables you know like the kind that raise up and down sure and this person phoned and they're they're like oh well it was uh broken in the box which it never was broken in the box what it was was that when they got it they unscrewed the wrong screw yeah and so instead of releasing the table so that it could go up and down, they released the spring inside. So this, and it was like a, a long kind of coil spring that was stretched out in like a ribbon spring that, sure. that was stretched out till it was straight up and down this, this, the table, you know, the, the leg of the table. And they would unscrew that and it would just go right back down to the bottom. So I'm talking to the person, they're like, well, you can't fix it. You know, once that happens, it's broken and you just can't fix it. And I hung up the, and I talked to them for a bit and I hung up the phone and I was like, well, that can't be right. Because if you can't fix it, you can't build it. Because it doesn't work that way. It has to be, yeah. you know. So I just went and took a table and I purposefully undid that screw and I heard the spring go plunk inside. And so then I took it apart and then I repaired it. I fixed it. 
And so I was like, oh, okay, well, now I know how to fix it. So I can tell people on the phone how to do it. But it just seemed weird to me that your idea is like, oh, no, it's broken. There's no way to fix it. Well, of course, it's, if it comes apart, it has to be able to put back together again, unless it's broken, but it's not. You yeah. just undid the a screw in a silly way because there's one that has like a big giant worth red letters around it that says, do not unscrew. <laughs> and the other one says, you know, unscrew this. But people would, I don't know what they were thinking. They would immediately go to the one with a big red lettering <laughs> around it and screw it and wreck this table. So I didn't want rebels. to. Rebels. Yeah. There's a bunch and, of rebels. And as the employee of the company, it really doesn't, was of no interest, you know, really didn't, wasn't my concern. But at the same time, as a conscientious employer of the company, <laughs> or employee of the company, I don't want to be sending out new tables to people who are just wrecking them because they're dum-dums. So I, you know, when people phone, I'd be like, oh, I can't take it back because you have damaged your own table. And so you call them a dum dum. And I, well, I wouldn't out loud, but I would. That happened to Lisa once. Is that right? Yeah. She's at a gas station and she couldn't figure out how to get the card reader to work. And the lady came out and she's like, dum da dum 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 dum. Pretty rude. Pretty rude. Are you agreeing with me or? No, no. I'm just thinking like, well, where is this place? Let's go get revenge. <laughs> yes. Well, the revenge is that Lisa's a school teacher and this lady worked in a gas station. Oh. Boom. Sorry if anyone works in a gas station. <laughs> just, ah, let's, what am I kidding? No one works in gas stations anymore. It's all, mm. it's all, it's all computerized. I'm just joking. Um, no. Uh, yeah. So I just, I would just send them like a written description of how to repair the table because, you know. And then an insulting editorial cartoon. <laughs> That's right. Dum dums, throwing the dum dum bullets. No, I just I don't know. I don't I don't mind fixing things. I just don't like taking the time to fix things because I feel like I have very little time, precious time, and you know we must keep that time sometimes for yourself. So precious, so precious. I just sorry that was just reminding me of the um, Marvel character Dum Dum Dugan, who I always felt sorry for because you know his name was Dum Dum. Yeah, it's like he was like uh, Nick Fury's right hand man. But he was a Dum Dum for the bullets and the guns, right? Not ah, that does make sense. Yeah, yeah, he was an old circus strong man. Okay, with a big curly mustache that right now is in fashion. Like mm-hmm. he is, uh, yeah, you know, he's coming around. It's it's coming around. Yeah, Good yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when they had the Godzilla comic, he was the guy that uh, Nick sent off to get Godzilla. He was like, oh, that's a nice job. <laughs> hey, go get uh, Godzilla. Oh, thanks, Nick. That's funny. Right, gonna go try and get him because. Uh, oh no, it's not Godzilla. It's King Kong. Never mind. What about King Kong? I was thinking of Samuel Jackson in that King Kong. Oh, that's true. Kong yeah, Island yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking that's sort of Nick Fury sending someone to get Godzilla, but it's, it's all part King of Kong. the King Kong Godzilla verse. Is that a thing? It's all tied in. Yeah, it is actually. Do they tie it in with the new movie? That yeah, came out? they do. Did you see that movie? Yeah, I did. Was it good? I don't know. Who knows? How can you tell? <laughs> well, was it it's enter- all, it's all was it entertaining? No, because the, the one that came before that no. was directed by Gareth uh, Edwards, whatever his name is, that wasn't very entertaining. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all over the place. Hmm. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. It's a CGI thing fighting a CGI thing. I don't know. Yeah. And you see like all these people who are actors and you go like, you just keep thinking of uh, things they were in that was better. <laughs> you got the girl from Stranger Things. You're like, yeah, Stranger Things. What, was 11? Good. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know. Millie Bobby Brown. Is that her name? Sure. Bobby Millie Brown. Something like that. Yeah. Millie Billy Brown. Yep. Silly Millie Billy Brown. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. That's her name. <laughs> okay. Don't wear it out. <laughs> Silly Millie, Jilly Billy, Bobby Brown. Now, did you watch the most recent season? I have not. I've watched uh, one, one, one okay. episode. Fair enough. And it did not grab me. Okay. Whereas the first episode of the very first season grabbed me. Sure, sure, yeah. By yeah. the neck and did yeah. not let go. Yeah, this this goes some places that are good. Okay. It's uh, it's, uh, it's enjoyable. Okay. I'll and have to, uh, they yeah. got some they got some budget. They got some budget mm. this time around, and they use the budget well. Okay. Which is also quite nice. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of time. I've been trying to watch 
season two of Legion because I realized I didn't finish it and I wasn't sure where I'd stop watching it. Okay. And so I just watched it again. The third season is blowing my mind. Okay. It's really, it's, it's really, every, every one of them is just, oh, wow. It's on my PVR. So I oh my to, gosh. I'll get there. Wow. Wow. I, what I, something I like about every episode period are the uh, titles that they do. And almost always the titles are different. And yeah. sometimes they come at the end, sometimes yeah. in the middle, it's just yeah. all over the place. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just they care. They just care. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say anything that's happened in the most recent episode. But it's just like, it's just creative idea on top of creative idea on top mm. of creative idea. And it's just like, just go, this is, oh, yeah. I mean, there's hints of David Lynch, but like, <laughs> it is genuinely new. The creepy scenes are creepy. The funny scenes are funny. The action scenes are action packed. And it's like, geez, good on you. To the point where you go and see a, you know, an action movie or something and just go, where's the, where's this kind of love? Maybe you can do more on television than you can mm. creatively uh, in film, but like, this i'm not getting this from movies no yeah no i mean well that show's pretty standalone though there's no other tv superhero show that's like legion though so you can't no. really you can't really go well it's tv you know what how you know why can't movies do it well other tv shows aren't doing it either that show is uh how do they say it in latin sui generis or whatever right but you look at like some of the best entertainment that's out there and you look at the best television shows mm-hmm. then you look at the best movies and go Man, the TV shows are really pulling it off for you know a lot of this stuff. Like yeah. you know, I even something like a Game of Thrones, you'd go like, I'm not going to see this kind of mm, yeah, you know, in uh, in in a movie. You're not going to be able to like give me that. You yeah. just you just you just can't. You just maybe maybe if there's like a foreign film that's able to like you know really push the push the limits possibly you know, but like a mainstream American action movie. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be able to see <laughs> this kind of this kind of thing. Well, that's it. I'm, but I mean, a show like Legion on a TV station on a channel like FX right. can take some chances, and it also has a producer who has has uh, success behind him, the writer director that Noah Hawley. What What had he done before? Was it uh, was Fargo? It, what Fargo? Oh, okay. He did the TV series Fargo, so he had some he had some some you know success. So he had some clout that he could use at FX to to push his vision of what Legion could be. But most movies. Nowadays, most superhero movies are, you know, they're, they're anodyne because they need to appeal to huge, you know, they need huge money. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a giant failure. They need China. Otherwise, it's a giant failure. So they can't be daring. They can't be political. They can't be sexually advanced. They have to be conservative because they, need to, they mm-hmm. want China's market. And so the movies, you know, kind of fall into this very safe rut in the center of the road. And they don't, they do not leave there. Uh, so... Yeah, I think I don't I think that TV is like long form television is interesting in a sort of as a in the way that a novel is interesting, you know. But I think a good movie can be interesting in a way that a short story can be interesting as sure. well. And I think there's I think there are good movies out there. I think there are movies that are as good as as uh you know, speaking of a kind of crazy movie that came out I was talking about it before, I'll say it again, Under the Silver Lake is a movie that kind of follows in a legion sort of way or a lynchian you know uses a lot of kind of absurdist elements or surreal elements in the film uh to tell its story and it is telling you a story you know and there is a there's an in you know it what seems like a very meandering plot actually is actually very linear you just don't know how linear it is until you see the end of the film but yeah so i think i think movies have a chance it's just you know right now people don't want to pay money to go to movies they want to 
they want spectacle in the theaters and they want their quiet or more kind of edgy or you know weird stuff at home on television yeah and, and, and it's too the, bad the intimacy of that also does help you know uh with the with television i mean there's there's pluses and minuses obviously mm-hmm. to it i mean there's the intimacy where you know you can you can have something strange on your television set yeah. and uh, it's less risk but there is the uh, the problem of the distractions of like yeah. very few people watch tv and just watch tv uh, i'm a watch tv person but yeah i understand yeah but most people don't most no, people know, are like weird. on their phone as well or they got something else they're doing as well and uh checking out something online well i have a word for that which is my phrase for that which is knock it off guys quit it but we're yeah. watching a show watch the show those people put a lot of work into it they, they deserve your attention. People put a lot of work into the internet as well. They do not put any work in the internet. It's a big, giant junk pile. We're on the internet, sir. Case closed. QED. Fair enough. Sui generis. Um, this sort of Latin phrase around. <laughs> I know. I'm Caveat looking, emptor. I'm just looking at the top box office this time around. They got okay. The, you got your Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's your Marvel yep. movies. You got your Toy Story. Yep. You know, there you go. That's again, your Disney, both your Disney and both sequels. Safe, safe. Then you got uh, you got to crawl. Okay. You're trying to do a little uh, you know, Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi, Sam Raimi produced. produced. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. A little crocodile thing. Sure. Yeah, that's a nice summer thing, I suppose. Yeah. Crocodile bites. Stuber. I'm surprised to see that's up at like four, but okay. What else is there? Yesterday. It's the okay. next one. Yeah, Mr. Which we good. talked about on... Yep. Uh, on our, our show, Fansplainers. Aladdin, again, we got a remake. Annabelle Comes Home, sequel. Mm-hmm. Midsommar, I mean, there's a crazy-ass crazy yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2, and Men in Black International, again, two sequels there. Mm. You know, if you're looking for something that's like a new, yeah. fresh, what am I going to see? And I'm, I'm kind of on the hunt for that. I'm not a horror guy, so I don't yeah, know that's that. Yeah, right. You're not going to see Midsommar. But like, if there's something that's like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, I'll go, I'll go check it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there just doesn't seem like it would be a lot out there for. for yeah, this know. isn't the time of the year for for the favorite to come out or things like that. That sort of film, mm. you know. But I think the favorite's a very good film that tells a, in a very original way, tells a very good story. So, I mean, there's room for those movies. It's just it's unfortunate that the movie goers and me personally, I love the intimacy of a movie theater where you're just sitting in the dark with a big screen in front of you. And I, I'm perfectly happy watching like a Lean on Pete, just a very okay. quiet movie about you know the sort of coming of age story. Uh, that's I just I love that feeling, you know. Um, yeah, there's room for that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know what to say about it. People go see movies. Yep. And, and quit, quit want, looking at your phone when. If you want true intimacy, uh, podcasts are uh, where, where it's at. There, that is a very intimate medium as well. Yeah, that's right. Again, we're getting back to like scripted stuff as well. Is uh, you know, it's a good way to 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 hear a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good way to hear a scripted thing, and it's a good way to hear uh, interviews. Where I think like talk shows nowadays uh, are really becoming very influenced by uh, by podcasts. I'm glad, I'm glad, because uh, yeah, but listening to um, WTF, WTF, an interview with David Letterman and an interview with uh, Angelica Houston, and both of them are older people on a medium they probably don't. Uh, pay much attention to but what was interesting to me is it's such an intimate medium it's because even something like wtf which is a big show when they're doing the show it's just them and mark Marin sitting in a yeah. in a room together and he creates a very comfortable very f- conversation very converse- yeah a very nice you know and he's very good at sort of coaxing the conversation along and he doesn't try and draw out you know big revelations and stuff like that but he doesn't stop it when it's coming and he doesn't let the guests kind of 
put it off either. Like he's he'll kind of pursue it in, in a very subtle way. And I like that. I like that. And the people, I think, because you're just you're just in a conversation with someone. There's no audience there. Yeah. For you to play to, you know, so or to fend off, you know, to put up a shield. You know, I'm I'm David Letterman. I can't talk about this about myself to the public because people don't need to know that about me. But instead, you know, I'll talk about my, my alcoholism. I'll talk about regrets that I have, you know. And I think that's, I think that's interesting, you know. That, that's something that's very, very good about the intimacy of a podcast, I think. And I wonder if movies were ever that intimate, though, when I think about it. Movies have always been about spectacle and bigness. You get the feeling like, though, some, there was a point in the early 70s, maybe, mm-hmm. where, you know, there was, you know, Room. again, again you, yeah. you, you know, again, you would have. Your, your spectacle films, but you would have the quieter, you know, pull in character uh, films yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and then the pornos came and everyone liked those for a while. And then, uh, and Are you then, talking about Star Wars? And then, uh, Star Warnos? And then Jaws came and uh, changed things. And then Star Wars really changed mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. then we are where we are now. Yes. Yeah. Because what happened in the 60s and what happened? Well, what happened? It was a long-term thing because the studio system broke down through the fifties, and actors started to produce their own films, and studios struggled to find a place in that system, and no one quite knew. And then when the sixties happened, no one quite knew how to make money in this new kind of world, you know. And so when movies did make money, they got very excited and you know kind of aimed their dollars in that direction, particularly like movies like. Easy Rider, which made so much money and cost so little money to make. And studios turned it down. You know, Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda had gone to studios and offered them the project. And they said no. And so they just, they did, they basically did it themselves and made an awful lot of money doing that. And so the studios saw that and they thought, well, this is the way in, you know. And, but yeah, it didn't last very long for a few reasons. Like one of my favorite projects was Universal's idea of giving, uh, directors $100,000 to make a movie. So you could go to them with a proposal, and if yeah. they liked the idea or thought they could see some value in there, they gave you hundred grand to make a movie. So that's how Physical Graffiti was made, for instance. George oh, Lucas. which? Physical Graffiti. What's that? Oh, sorry, American Graffiti. I'm thinking of the, getting the Led Zeppelin album mixed up. Uh, sorry, American Graffiti was made. Okay. Uh, George Lucas went with, to them with this proposal of this movie and you know, brought his budget, and they said, okay, looks good. Here's hundred grand. Um, one of my favorite movies, Tulane Blacktop. The Monty Hellman film with, uh, strangely enough, James Taylor and and James Taylor the singer and Dennis Wilson the drummer from the Beach Boys as the two main characters, the driver and the mechanic. Um, that was made with for the hundred thousand dollar in this part of this project, but unfortunately, so was the last movie, the Dennis Hopper film, which he stole the print, went to Indonesia where he proceeded to get really really stoned and and edited it for six months or something like that, and took a hundred thousand dollar film and made it into something like a million dollar movie. And then it would tank to the box office. And so Universal pulled the plug on it. So, yeah. So it's kind of, you know, they wanted to make money, but they didn't want to throw away money, you know. And no one knew. Like, I still think movies, like, nowadays, it feels like everyone knows how to make money doing movies now. You know Do what they? I mean? It feels like they they think that, right? Okay. Like, they know, like, like they're like, okay, that's the Marvel formula. We'll, huh. just have, a, we'll have a universe, mm. like Marvel does. That's that's where the money is. It always works out. Oh, yeah. Copying other people always is always the best idea. Uh, yeah, so it's weird. You just never know. That's the thing. Yeah, and that's the nice thing again about podcasts where, yeah, kind of a small budget to play around with, a lot of creativity, and uh, hopefully we can make our ads better in the future. We don't have ads. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so good there. So, uh, 
here's here's what I'm gonna. Have you got a second uh, question of the week? Backup question? No. Okay, then I'm gonna ask. What's a what's a movie that's out there that you think people uh, have uh, missed? Hmm. Maybe something we could we could catch. You know, uh, check it like out. Like old or new? Uh, old you know, and new you know or new? I'll take I'll take both. I'll take okay. both. If there's something that's in theaters now, or something that was recently, or, or you know uh, something, yeah, we could just hunt down. You know, it was like uh, that just didn't uh, you think get a fair shot? Uh, and people should give a little uh, look see to. I'm going to throw this out there. It did okay, but uh, you know, if you haven't seen the tall guy. With Emma Thompson, who we oh, talked a very about, good movie, yeah. with Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jeff Goldblum and uh, Rowan Atkinson, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Mel Smith. Um, not the nine o'clock news. Yeah, for not the nine o'clock news. Uh, ch- check that out. I think uh, you would. Uh, it's a bit of a treat. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Uh, I'm going to start wrapping up the show unless oh, okay. you have more to One say. More. I got a recommendation movie. The Bean people haven't seen this movie. Yep, Lawrence of Arabia. Is a, I have actually seen the movie. <laughs> that is showing in totally theaters again very shortly. Fiesting the world. Um, yep. I'll think about it. I'll answer that next week. That's right. I want to spend some time with that with that question. Yeah. And the important thing about uh, about uh, the question of the week is not to care. Mm, really? Yeah. That's my Lawrence of Arabia joke. Um, uh, sorry, everyone. I've yeah. never seen that movie. Oh, oh. Never seen it. Oh, right. You haven't. Okay. Well, listen. We've got the Blu-ray. We'll show it to you. You know what? I'm going to go see, I'm gonna see Top Gun. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably the better movie of the two. If you feel like you got to put Top- your time, dude. If you want to see Top Gun, I will talk about it on Fansplainers. With you. <laughs> um, by the way, if you want to know what Fansplainers <laughs> is, uh, go to sneakydragon.com. You will find all of our other podcasts. We got Fansplainers, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, Completely Beatles, Totally Tintin, Full Marks. They're all there. All the past episodes to be downloaded. If you're uh, if you got your uh, iTunes, not iTunes, but your podcast apps. Uh, you know, to hit subscribe. Do we say not iTunes it now? Is that what I we don't say? know. I don't know how it works anymore. Mm. Anyway, hit subscribe, and uh, it'll always they'll always be there uh, when you when you need them to be there. They'll be nice. I, I um, still like iTunes. And if you want to comment on any of our uh, shows, uh, again, sneakydragon.com. Every episode has a message board underneath it. That's where you do, and that's where we respond and we go back and forth. And there's usually a nice little uh, discussion, especially on Dave's uh, podcast about uh, the Secret Dragon listening party. A lot of good talk about music on there. Check that out, I would recommend. Uh, if you want to email Thanks. us, we're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneaky underscore dragon on Twitter, and sneakydragon.tumblr.com on Tumblr. Surprise, surprise. Uh, if you want to mail us an actual letter, eh, you know, email us, and then we'll tell you how to mail us a letter. That's what we'll do. Coming up very shortly on our 400th episode, will it be uh, fun? Yes. Prepare. <laughs> Prepare. And if you are a past guest, uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll be on it. That's all we're gonna say. Uh, is there anything? Dave and I are both falling asleep. Is there <laughs> anything uh, that you want to say before we wrap up, my friend? Well, I just want to ask. Say, oh, you forgot to pick up Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the other room. She's in the other room. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll pick her up in a bit. Okay. Um, if people want to contact us, how do they do that? Should you tell them that? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Ready to make some money? Yay! Well, you've come to the wrong place.